As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Come on, what's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night. Let's get into this message preview. You know what time it is. Tuesday nights, I give you a preview of the upcoming Wednesday Night Live Bible study, which is going to be amazing at Harvest Church tomorrow. Come on in and let me know where you are watching from and share. We are on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on all of our Facebook pages, all of our YouTube pages, Twitch, our, and where else? And Twitter, all right? And there, we're everywhere but our app and our website. But you can still get this through our app and our website because you can connect to the Harvest Church and the Bishop Former Social Media through our app and our website. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Tell me where you're watching from and make sure that you share this tonight. Atlanta, I see you already in. Let's go. Come on, everybody. Where you watching from? Dallas, I see Atlanta over here. Hey, hey, what's going on? Come on in. Omaha, good to see you. Omaha, come on in on TikTok. Let's go, Tampa. Good to see you. Aurora, good to see you all. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Listen, Aurora, good to see you. I see you down here on one of the Facebook pages. Let's talk. Uh, Log Lane Village, Colorado, New York. Good to see you, Aurora. Aurora, good to see. I have never heard of Log Lane Village, Colorado. That's awesome. Let's talk. <clears throat> Tucson, good to see you, Tucson, over here on TikTok. Shalom, everybody. Come on in. Jersey, good to see you, Jersey, right there on one of the Facebook pages. North Carolina, Aurora, good to see you. All right. Rancho, Rancho Mirage, prayers. I trust that all is well. Can you give me a thumbs up, Maria? Let me know that everything went well today. All right. Give me a thumbs up there. Um, and uh, we're going to make sure we hit that. London. Hey, London. Good to see you, London. Let's go. I love it. Aurora, Atlanta. Good to see you all. Shalom is a word you'll hear us use often in harvest culture. And I encourage you to work it into your nomenclature, the way that you speak, work it into your vocabulary. Place it in your lexicon, if you will, um, because it is a Hebrew word. It's a biblical word that means peace, but it means more than peace. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. Glendale, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. La Hunter, all right, La Hunter, come on, all right, good to see you. Um, and so it's just one of those cool things to use in how you speak and how you uh, address people. Because literally every time you speak that word, what you do is you speak nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. And you need to know that about your life, all is well. Can I just get you to speak that over your own life? All is well. Speak that over your finances, all is well. Speak that over your children, all is well. Speak that over your relationships, all is well. Speak that over your mentality, all is well. Speak that over your emotions, all is 
well. All right. Good to see you. Got Aurora coming in, North Carolina, Atlanta. Good to see you. All right. Denver, good to see you over here. So listen, we're on several different platforms tonight um, for the message preview. Um, and many people actually get prayer, our messages and our message preview and get it through the podcast. And so I want to encourage you, if you don't have our app, get our app and so that you can connect with our podcast. How do you do that? Text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. Get all of our podcasts, our messages on podcasts, prayer goes on podcasts. Um, these previews go in the Ask the Bishop podcast. Then we have the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. There is a reason um, that people from every walk of life um, call and are mentored and coached um, by me. And I give God praise for it. There's a reason senators call and say, Bishop, what should we do? Uh, there's a reason every level of government official calls and says, what should we do? And I don't talk much about that um, because, um, uh, you know, I like to, to respect those relationships. But now in that, there's a reason for that. And so I want to encourage you to get connected, get plugged in, and let's make it happen. All right, make sure that you share this tonight. So listen, guys, we are down to the last two messages of our series, Summer Songs, um, uh, where we have been taking popular summer songs or songs that mention summer and then extracting biblical principles from them. This past Sunday, we hit um, the Summer Breeze song by the Isley Brothers. Wave at me if you saw that message or have already listened to that message. Wave at me. If you haven't, again, I'm going to push you to get our app. Our app is the best way to stay connected to Harvest and I so that you can get all of the messages, all of that, and stay connected. All right. Um, in that particular message, there's a line in the song that talks about the jasmine being in bloom and jasmines are in bloom during the summer. In other words, jasmines are ready. They are ready. They are producing in the summer. And for many people in life, what happens is that, um, especially in American culture and really every culture, I venture to say, um, most times people look at the summer as a downtime. They look at the summer as a vacation time. And while it is that, I need you to hear me for you, the summer, watch me, all things are now ready for you. I need you to hear me. God has literally got some gifts prepared for you and they come to bloom in the summer. Now you said, what in the world does a jasmine have to do with the Bible? Bishop? Well, I've been teaching you about Saul and how one cookout changed Saul's life for the better forever. It literally was an unexpected situation where Saul meets a man, his man of God called Samuel. And for many of you, you got to hear me. This summer, God's making some divine connections. Come on. I need you to release that on the screen. Divine connections. What's a divine connection? It is a connection that when you connect with them and they connect with you, something powerful comes forth. And for many of you, watch me, God's, gonna, God's been using these last uh, six months and really the first part of this year to establish some divine connections in your life. A divine connection, watch me, your experience could make it happen, your resume could make it happen. Your background could make it happen. Your pedigree could make it happen. That thing is divine. In other words, this is a God connection, right? So Saul meets Samuel and he's on this journey after his father kissed loses his donkeys. And donkeys in the Hebrew culture were coveted. They were protected because they were like a luxury automobile. And what happens? The Bible says that Kish's donkeys are lost. And when his donkeys are lost, he sends his son Saul to find them. Stop right there. 
Saul had to humble himself to do the work of a servant because his father had servants. He could have sent one of his servants to find the donkeys. Instead, he sent his son. And for many of you, watch me. One of the tests that you're going to have to pass is the humility test. One of the tests you're going to have to pass is, can I do something that I think is beneath me? Because here's the reality. Nothing can be beneath you. You are never too good to, to serve. Come on here, y'all. And for many of you, it's not just the humility test. Here's the second test. It's the servanthood test. Do you have the heart of a servant? Come on. I need you to put both of these words on the screen. I'm humble and I can serve. I'm humble and I can serve. A humility and servanthood. Humility and servanthood. Saul could have easily looked at his father and said, Daddy, why you got me going to find our donkeys? These are our luxury automobiles. That's what they were tantamount to in the Hebrew culture. Why do you have me going to find our donkeys? Why can't you send the servant? It's because when he humbled himself and when he served, what did God do? God hooked him up. When you humble yourself, you get a hookup. When you serve, you get set up. I'll say it again. When you humble yourself, you get hooked up by God. And when you serve, you're going to be set up by God. He goes to find the donkeys and he goes four places and he cannot find the donkeys. And as he is getting tired, the servant that goes with Saul says, wait a minute, I have an idea. For many of you, hear me, this summer is not just about divine connections. Here's the second thing. It's about divine ideas for you. You're going to get one idea that heaven's going to download into you. And the download you get is going to make you a seven figure earner. You're going to get one download from heaven and that idea that you get is going to be the game changer in your life. You're going to get one idea from heaven and it's going to change the game for you. I was uh, I read a, a brief portion of an article about the man who started this tech company. Uh, I think it's called Patreon. And uh, I don't know much about the rest of the story other than the headline, which was that the man was once homeless and he's now a billionaire. Come on. It was one idea that was the game changer for him. I think back to a company we used to use. We were one of their first customers called Ring Central. And I look at how that company started really small. And now that company is a multinational organization. You got to hear me. You just need one divine idea. And it may seem small. It may seem insignificant. But that divine idea is going to change your life. Come on. I need a few of y'all on this message preview to just type that on the screen. One idea. One idea, one idea. You just need one divine idea, right? So what happens? Saul, as he's going forth, hey, Pastor Saul, as he's going forth, um, Saul, he humbles himself and he serves. They go four places. They cannot find the donkeys. They get to the fifth place called Zuff. And Zuff is where it literally means the land of Samuel, or the land of the man of God. And then secondly, it means honeycomb or a place of reward. Saul had to go through four disappointing experiences to get a reward. I need you. Here it is. It's for some of you. It's not just divine connections. For some of you, it's not just divine ideas. You ready? For some of you, it's divine persistence. You have a persistence about you that defies normal. Is there anybody on this message preview tonight where if you look at how persistent you've been, you should have quit. You should have thrown in the towel. You have the deck stacked against you. You have things coming against you, but you were persistent. I need you to type that on the screen. Divine persistence, which means 
And Saul had to go through four disappointing experiences. And let's imagine for a moment how that felt. Here you are, you're Saul, the son of Kish, a powerful and a wealthy and an influential man. And you can't even find your father's donkey. He had to feel defeated. He had to feel tired. We know he was tired because he literally says, let's just go home. I'm, I'm, I'm over this. Let's just go home. My father probably ain't even worried about the donkeys no more. He's probably worried about me. Can I tell you the reason you could not quit? I'm talking to at least 50 of y'all tonight. The reason you could not quit was because there was a persistence that God put on the inside of you. And that persistence was divine. That persistence was divine. I need you to just uh, recognize that the reason you couldn't give up while you watched other people, the reason you couldn't throw in the town when you watched other people, the reason you couldn't walk away like you watched other people is because there was the divine persistence in you. What is the divine persistence? It means there's something from the inside that's affecting how I act on the outside. Divine connection, divine idea, divine persistence. He gets to the fifth place. His servant says, there is a man of God in this place. Let us ask him what we should do. They get an offering prepared and they bring that offering to the man of God. Here's what's important. You will never see increase until you release. Too many people are expecting heaven to release something and they have not released what they have. You will never see increase unless you first release. And this is bigger than money. This is a universal principle that God set in the earth. Genesis 8 and 22, as long as the earth remains seed, time, and harvest, which means I can never get what I did not first give. Talk to me, uh, message preview. I can never receive what I did not first release. So some of you, you're waiting on people uh, to be friendly to you, but you haven't released friendliness. For some of you, you're waiting on people to be loyal to you, but you haven't released loyalty. For some of you, you're waiting on people to support your business, but you've not supported somebody else's business. You got to hear me. So watch me. Maybe it's not divine connections. Maybe it's not divine ideas. Maybe it's not divine persistence. Here it is. Maybe it's a divine release. Come on, y'all. The Bible says they released and they sold an offering into Samuel because you cannot get what you did not first give. You cannot receive what you did not first release. And for some of you, watch me, you keep saying, when is God going to do it? He's going to do it when you release it. He's going to do it when you come up off of it. If, if you want some, your business to be favored, favor somebody else's business. You want somebody uh, to send you things, send somebody something. You want somebody to give you gifts, what gifts have you given? You cannot expect to receive what you have not first released. You want a great marriage? What have you released into your spouse? Got it? You, you, want, you want great kids? What are you releasing into them? You cannot receive until you have first release. They sold that offering into Samuel. And Samuel, he says, listen, I know you came to me about donkeys. He says, but listen, this is bigger than donkeys. Um, because I literally am going to tell you after the cookout, I'm inviting you to the cookout. And after the cookout, I'm going to tell you everything you want to know. He says, you and your household are the hope of Israel. Now check this out. The only reason he was went to Daniel, or excuse me, to Samuel, is because he was looking for his father's donkeys. He was going to the man of God to get instructions about where to find his father's donkeys, but he got more than what he bargained for. Why? Because when you release, what God releases is always going to be bigger. Your release creates your increase. Can I get you to put that on the screen? My release creates my increase. Um, he released one thing, but he got something much bigger. This is how God works. 
This is how God works. I release one thing, but I get something much bigger than the thing that I release. Samuel tells him, you're going to be the king. And what does Saul do? Saul says, stop talking to me like this. He literally, his insecurity begins to boil up. He says, I'm from Benjamin, the smallest tribe. My family is the smallest family. Why in the world would God want to use me? And can I tell somebody tonight that you may be giving God just like Moses did, just like Saul did. You may be giving God all of the reasons why he shouldn't use you. All the reasons why he shouldn't pick you. All of the reasons why you should be disqualified. And I need you to hear me on every platform tonight. You're exactly who he's looking for. You're exactly who he wants. You're ex the one that they said would never do it. That's why he wants you. The one that you don't think you're qualified. That's why he wants you. The one that still struggles with insecure. Who can be honest? That sometimes your insecurities try to rear up and you start thinking, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I have it. I don't know if I can say it. I don't know if I can do it. Watch me. You're exactly who he wants. He's the God of the underdog. Read your Bible. He's the God that'll pick a Moses. Why didn't he pick Aaron who could speak well? Because Aaron, watch me, because he could speak well. Aaron didn't seem the, seemingly have, listen carefully, any area where he lacked or there was deficit. But God used Moses because Moses had this area that he felt like he lacked or there was a deficit. Why? So that Moses would never think that what he was doing was because of his goodness. But what he was doing, it was because of God's grace and because of God's mercy. Message preview. Can I get us to take 10 seconds and put a praise on the screen that we know that every good thing that's happening in our lives is because of God's grace and because of God's mercy. I can't get the credit for it. I can't get the credit for it. Because when you do the math, it don't math. When, when, you, when you do the addition, the add ain't add. The, ma the math ain't mathing. It's not, there's no way you can look at it except to say this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in my eyes. There's no reason that you should be succeeding the way you're succeeding, but you are, except because of his grace and his mercy. There's no reason that you should be in the right mind that you're in after all the hell you've been through, except because of his grace and his mercy. And he has been good to us. Please put a praise on the screen. If you know that I, that you know, 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 it's because of God. Do me a favor, every platform, if you haven't shared, click the share button. If you don't subscribe, click the subscribe button. If you don't like, click the like button. All right, what are we doing? We're doing a message preview. Tuesday nights, I do a message preview for the Wednesday Night Live Bible study. I'm gonna do this to the end of July. All right, so we only got one more preview after this and then I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna start doing different. All right, I'm new to your live. Welcome, glad that you're on here tonight. All right, make sure you follow. So listen, Saul is like, why are you talking to me like this? Why are you talking to me like this? And what happens? God picks him. He becomes the first king, not just in his family. He becomes the first king in Israel. He's listen. There was never another king that pre uh, that pre. Uh, there was not a pre another king. Excuse me. That predated Saul. Saul was the first. And for many of you, hear me. I keep saying this because I need you to settle this in yourself. You will be the first one in your bloodline. There is nobody else. You'll be the first one to cross seven figures. You'll be the first one to get the PhD. You'll be the first one 
to get the office. You'll be the first one with a healthy marriage. You'll be the first one, come on y'all, with a business. You, Whatever it is, you will be the first. That it's, it, it just doesn't exist in your bloodline. I can speak to that. I am the first bishop in my bloodline. I am the first senior pastor in my bloodline. I am the first PhD in my bloodline. And I'm not saying this in a braggadocious or anything. Please don't hear it that way. I, I'm just trying to get you to understand. I know what it is to be the first. And sometimes when you're the first, there can be an insecurity that you carry because you're trying to say, God, why me? Why me? Why me? Can I get you to type this on the screen? Why not me? Why not you? 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 Come on, y'all. Put it. Why not you? Saul becomes king. And then Saul, after he becomes king, the Bible makes it clear that there's some people that didn't like it. And if you don't have some people who don't like you, you're not good at something. The Bible says, woe unto you when all men speak well of you. If everybody has good stuff to say about you, you must not be that good. That's Bible. That's Bible. That's Bible. That's Bible. Let me give it to you. Let me give you that scripture. Uh, Luke 6, 26. Bible says, woe unto you if everybody speaks well of you. That means, watch me. If you've not ever offended anybody, that means whatever you're doing must not be that good. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about offense because you were mean, because you were rude, because you have a bad attitude. I don't mean it that way. I'm talking about Let's look at the scenario. Saul has just become king. And with Saul just becoming king, the Bible says there were some scoundrels, some scallywags, some skeezers, some suckers that did not show up to support Saul. Check this out, message preview. How do you have an attitude with me and you don't even know me? This is what I'm talking about. How, 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 how do you... How do you know? I love that. <laughs> when, you're, when you're on top, you become the topic. I love that. That's great. I love that. How do you, This is what I'm talking about. You have people that do not even like you, and they do not even know you. They have issues with you, and they do not even know you. Y'all got to talk to me today. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about um, you have a bad attitude. Y'all just don't understand. I know it. No, boo. It's your attitude that they don't understand. I'm not talking about your, your, uh, you, you know, you talk crazy to folks and then, and then you get mad because folks talk crazy to you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, listen, everybody's shouting, long live the king, long live the king, long live the king. And these scoundrels, the Bible says that they don't bring him any gift to celebrate him. The Bible says that they despise him. They're unpleasant to deal with. And the Bible makes it very clear that Saul does this. He ignores them. You ready? Let's go here. For some of you, it ain't divine connection. It's not divine idea. It's not divine relation. You want to know what it is for you? For some of you, it's this. It's divine ignorance. Pay attention to how I said the word. It's divine ignorance. I got you, Dr. Salaby. It's divine ignorance. I just want you to look at the first part. I chose to ignore that. And there's certain things that literally God's like, don't even pay that no attention. Don't even feed that. Don't even give that energy. Don't even, don't even, don't even feed that. There are certain things that you need to have a divine ignore ants. I choose to ignore that. 
I choose to ignore that. Everybody is talking about, you can't do it. I choose to ignore that. Everybody's talking about, that's dumb, that's dumb, that's dumb. Well, you ain't never done nothing smart. So why would I take advice from you on what's dumb? Stop listening to no fruit having people about how to get you some fruit. Y'all better come on here. Stop listening to no having fruit people about how to get you some fruit. Stop listening to people who have not accomplished anything about how to accomplish something. Mm -mm. Bible says that Saul ignored them. And for some of you, you're going to have to learn it. I promise you, I'm learning this. I promise you, there are certain things I'm like, mm -mm, I'm just not even, I just, I saw it. I just ain't got nothing to say about it. Why? Because if you start feeding your energy into the scoundrels, look at me, you'll miss your supporters. Come on, message preview. If you start feeding your energy into the scoundrels, you will miss your supporters. I have done this. Sometimes in my journey as a shepherd, where I will pay attention to scoundrels and ignore my support. You cannot do that. Come on. You will put energy into the wrong place. Instead, you need to be like this. Lord, show me my support. And let listen, let me run with my support. I'm not fooling with you scoundrels. I'm going to go with whose support. Got it? Then in the next chapter, the Bible says, that Saul was going about his business and he gets a message from one of the parts of his kingdom. And the message says that this, this intruder was going to pluck out one of the eyes of uh, the various persons that um, were in the area. Saul gets the message. And here's what the Bible says. And the spirit of the Lord came upon Saul and he became very angry. Look at me. Sometimes, watch me, there's a divine anger that's going to come on you. Ooh, this message preview is like Tuesday night Bible study. Because for some, it's going to be divine connections. For some, it's going to be divine release. For some, it's going to be divine uh, 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 relationships. For some, it is going to be a divine ignorance. And for some, it's going to be a divine anger. It's going to be a divine anger. There's going to be an emotion that comes upon you that you cannot shake. And you're going to be trying to figure out, why can I not shake this emotion? It is because God wants to use that emotion to put you in motion. Mm. Come on, preview. It's because God wants to use that emotion to put you in motion. He wants to use that anger to make you take action. He wants to use what's aggravating you and agitating you in order to inspire you. Y'all got to hear this. This is why you can't shake it. This is why you, I prayed, I prayed and it wouldn't leave me because you can't rebuke God. I fasted and it wouldn't leave me. I, I just don't know why I keep feeling this way. It's because, listen to me, for every person right now where you feel like you got an emotion you cannot shake, here's what you need to do. You need to say, Lord, what, do, what motion do you want because of this emotion? That's the prayer right there. What emotion do, or excuse me, what motion do you want from me? that this emotion is putting into motion. What emotion do you want from me that this emotion is putting into motion? Saul couldn't shake it. The Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he got very angry. And for some of you, watch me, you are very angry. You're like, I don't know why I'm so mad. What you need to do is say, Lord, show me what motion you want out of this emotion. Because you keep thinking, oh, I need to eat different. I need to do that. And there may be some very practical and pragmatic things you need to do. But the truth is, it may be because God says, listen, Saul's natural personality wasn't to do much. 
He was a laid back kind of guy, right? You, you look at this through his leadership style. He was a very laid back kind of guy. Well, the people said this, well, the people said that. Remember, he didn't ask to be king. God picked him. So he's not this guy walking around, boom, 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 boom. That's not even him. So for God to get something, pay attention, for God to get something divine out of him, God had to put a divine emotion on him. I'm going to back that thing up. For God to get something out of him, God had to put a divine emotion on him. The Bible says he became very angry. Guys, if you're just coming in, make sure you share, like this video, tell me where you're watching from. Tuesday night preview of our Wednesday night live Bible study. All right. So Saul gets angry. Saul has a great military victory. Then there's another military situation that comes up. And now Saul gets sloppy. He gets sloppy because one of the things that's been going on under the radar the whole time with Saul is that Saul has been grieving. And I taught you that mishandled grief will cause you to ruin great. Listen carefully. Mishandled grief will cause you to lose great. What was Saul grieving? His life completely changed in three days. In three days, his entire life changed. Think of it this way. On Sunday, his father lost his donkeys. donkeys. By Wednesday, Samuel is telling him, tomorrow on Thursday, I'm going to make you king. What? In three days, his whole life changes. I'm going to say that again. Because some of us, you ready? We pray for change. We pray for God to get the glory. We pray for God to do a new thing. And then when he does it, because it happens and we can't control how it happens. Come on, preview. Because we can't control how it happens, then it sends us into grief. And what is grief? Grief is our natural, automatic response to loss. Even though Saul got great news, he's grieving. He's grieving the fact that his life just changed dramatically in three days. He's grieving the fact that he can't hang around the same people. He's grieving the fact that he's got to live in a different house. Kings live in palaces. You don't get to live with your dad anymore. All right? And by the way, by the way, he was age 30. He was age 30 when his father sent him to find his donkeys, which tells you, can I go deep right here? Which tells you he was very close to his father. And for some of you, for God to get the best out of you, there are certain relationships where, watch me, it's not that it's bad, but sometimes um, you will never grow to the fullness of who you can be. And they'll never grow to the fullness of who they can be. Why? Because of that particular connection. So he's got to go to the palace now. We got to build a palace. I mean, you got to build a palace. We got to, like, all these new things. Um, everything's new for him. He's got these scoundrels that are still on his mind. He ignored them, but it just compounds what he's going through. And Saul intentionally disobeys God's commandment. And what happens? God says, listen, Saul, I'm, I'm not mad that you sinned. I'm not mad that you made a mistake. Here's my anger with you, Saul. My anger is that you won't repent. My anger is that I called you on this and you won't repent. And what am I saying? For some of you, ready? It's not divine connections. It's not divine release. It's not, it's not just divine ignorance. It's not just divine anger. You ready? For some of you, it's divine repentance. There are certain things that you aren't seeing about yourself that sometimes God will use, pay attention, who did God use to show him himself? His Samuel. Come on, message preview. We almost done. We almost done. Oh, shoot. I'm over time. God used his Samuel, his man of God to show him himself. 
God says, listen, Samuel, go check him. And this is why, for those of you, if I am your shepherd and you're connected to harvest, my job is not to just get up and preach a bunch of cookies and cornflakes and high carbohydrate, high sugar, uh, uh, complex carbohydrates, no nutritional value food. My job, and I take it very seriously as a shepherd, is to make sure that I serve you what God wants you to hear, that I serve you what God wants to say to you. I'm not caring what nobody else is doing. I don't care what no other preachers are talking about. I don't care nothing about none of that because I have to be given account before God, not before Instagram. Come on, y'all. I have to give an account before God. The scripture says, woe unto you who teach, for you will be held to a more severe judgment. I have to give an, an account before the Lord about how I shepherded about how I got up and took that microphone. So I take that very seriously. So I'm not getting up just, uh, you know, just saying other stuff. No, I take that job very seriously. Samuel checked him. God used his man of God to say, uh-uh, you're off. You're off. And this is why every person, if I'm not your shepherd, you need to be thankful for whoever your shepherd is. Guess what? Because their job, a shepherd's job is, watch me, come here, let me borrow a line from the housewives. Who gonna check me, boo? Your Samuel can. Your Samuel can. And you have to give, listen to me, you have to give your Samuel protection, or excuse me, permission to correct. What do you mean permission? You cannot get an attitude. See, Saul got an attitude. Saul got an attitude. Thank you, Erica. Saul got an attitude. Saul got an attitude. Saul got an attitude. Great point about how the torn government. Saul got an attitude. Saul was like, well, listen, man. No. Can I tell you proof of love is correction when it's coming from somebody that God's trusted to lead you. Proof of love is correction when it's from somebody that God sent to lead you. Samuel is like, what are you doing, man? You're totally off. You're totally off here. Samuel gets the attitude. Samuel won't repent. It takes all of this time for Samuel to repent. And when Samuel and he never really does it. He's like, okay, fine. I shouldn't have done it, but come on to me in front of the people. And guess what ends up happening? What ends up happening, y'all? God says this to him. Samuel turns to walk out and somebody on TikTok just pulled it out. Um, Samuel turns to walk out. Saul rips part of Samuel's garment. And you know what Samuel turns and looks at him and says? And says, listen, and just like you ripped my garment, the Lord rips the kingdom from you today. I see you, Marissa. The Lord rips the kingdom from you today. He was like, you want to act a fool with me? Don't hurt your health. Please hit me the night message preview. Don't hurt your health. Don't hurt your health. What does God do? God fires him, but he lets him continue to work. The Bible says, I'm taking the kingdom from you and I'm going to give it to a neighbor of yours. Who's the neighbor? David. David at that time, um, was not grown in the sense of how we think of grown. David, literally, David was not, matter of fact, Saul later on calls him a boy. He's, 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 he's a young dude at that time. He's a young guy at that time. He's a young guy at that time. You gotta hear me. And then what ends up happening? God says, I'm gonna pick somebody else. But Samuel goes into grief. And when Samuel goes into grief, here's what the Lord says in 1 Samuel 16 and 1. How long are you going to grieve over Saul? 
can I ask you something tonight, message preview, as I wrap this preview up? He says, how long are you going to mourn? How long are you going to mourn over Saul? Can I ask you a question? How long are you going to mourn over that friendship? How long are you going to mourn over the fact that you're going to move? How long are you going to mourn after the fact that there are certain people you thought would be with you forever that will not be? How long are you going to mourn? How long are you going to mourn? How long are you going to grieve? And what does the Bible say? Get your oil. Get up and go. I'm sending you, here it is, to Jesse's house. And what does Jesse mean in Hebrew? The language of our Old Testament, a gift from God. Let's connect the tone. The song, Summer Breeze, says the jasmine is in bloom during the summer. What does jasmine mean? A gift from God. Got it. I'm sending you to your Jesse. And it's a jasmine. It's a gift from God. And I gave you the seven gifts. There were seven gifts that Samuel got that were on the other side of his grief. Tomorrow night's message is called Go Get What's Yours. Because not only are there seven gifts that Samuel got, but I want to show you what happened when David steps on the scene. Come on, y'all. When David steps on the scene, watch me. All of a sudden, Samuel was mourning the fact that it looked like this thing was not going to survive. It looked like Samuel probably even felt like a failure because he was like, I, I helped train Saul. But when David steps on the scene, the game changer steps on the scene. David is like Saul, but 2.0. He's the next version. He becomes the second king. Everybody look at me. Two is the biblical number of witness. Come on, Elijah, David. I love that. It's the biblical number of witness. All right. David is the second king. He's the second king, which means we're going to witness in David everything we didn't do in Saul. Look at me. First half of this year is your Saul half. And the good part, the, the remaining portion of July, and there's only a few days left. I know that, but it's still technically six months. The rest of July, August, September, October, November, December. The, these next six months, you ready? It's your David six months. It's your David six months. It's your David six months. When David steps on the scene, oh no, it's a whole nother situation. Tomorrow night's message for Wednesday Night Live Bible Study is called Go Get What's Yours. I'm going to show you what happens from Saul to David when Samuel anoints David something powerful happens. And you know what David does? David goes and gets what's his. Listen, um, it's going to be amazing tomorrow night. What time? Seven o'clock mountain time. That's nine o'clock on, on the East Coast. That's six o'clock Pacific. And that is eight o'clock Central time. All right. So wherever you are, set your clocks. Be with us. If you're in Denver, you can join us in that building. Um, if you are in uh, anywhere else, you can watch on any of our digital platforms. It's going to be amazing, all right? God's going to meet us there like he always does. Come hungry, log on hungry, log on with expectation. Best way to stay connected, get the app, text Harvest to 877-552-4746. Last two things I want to do. Well, that's three things. One, if you haven't shared, click the share button. If you haven't subscribed, click the button to subscribe on YouTube, Facebook. When you do that, it helps the algorithm so that it helps our content reach more people. And that's what we want to do. All right. When, we, when you share, people get saved. And I need to tell you the power of that um, because I think we're at 385, I think is where we're at for the year. And uh, confirm that for me over here on IG. I think we're at 385 decisions for the year.
And uh, when you share, people get saved, all right? Number two, if this message preview blessed you, you can sow into it. Be a blessing to what blesses you, and um, and you can sow into that. Um, whatever you sow, put a six in it for the remaining six months of this year. You know, $26, 66 106 whatever you sow, put a six in it. How can you sow? Use uh, cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, the number two. On either, or um, TikTok and Instagram, you can sow also, all right? Last thing I want to do, last thing I want to do, last thing I want to do. If you're on here tonight, if you're on here tonight, if you're on here tonight um, and you're not a Christian or you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, I just need you to, on the count of three, do the hand with emoji or say it's me, wherever you're at. I see, pray for you over here. We're covering you. And to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure, whatever platform you're on, on the count of three, do the hand with emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, I'm going fast because I'm over time. Do that hand wave emoji says me. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Let's do that hand wave emoji. Or say it's me. Or say it's me. If you're like Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure I got you today. Do that hand wave emoji. It's so important to me. And so important to harvest that people come to the Lord. I'm gonna count you down from five. Five, waiting on you. Four, waiting on you. Three. Don't miss your moment. Don't say I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week. I'll do it in the fall. Tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. So if you need to do that, do that tonight. Two, I'm waiting on you. One, I am waiting on you. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Listen, everybody, everybody pray this prayer with me. I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together and you got a picture of him in your, in your, in your, uh, in your, <laughs> in your yearbook. Let's go. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart. Thank you that you are my Lord and my Savior. I see you, Lachelle. From this day forward, I commit my life to you. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian right now. If I fall, give me the grace to get back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys. To God be the glory. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, I need you to do one thing and one thing only. Text the word decision. Open up the text messages in your phone. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746. That's what you're going to do. If you just need to do a screenshot so you don't have to get off, just do a screenshot. They're going to post it on each platform. Text the word decision to 877 877- Five five two four seven four six. Congratulations to those who made that decision tonight. I will see you guys tomorrow night, seven o'clock Mountain, nine o'clock Eastern, for Wednesday night live. It's our midweek Bible study, but it's live. That's why we call it Wednesday live, because you know, just traditionally when you think of Bible study, you kind of think of it as kind of you know boring, except you know very pedagogical with no energy, no excitement, no spirit. That's not Wednesdays at Harvest. That's not midweeks at Harvest. Midweeks at Harvest are on fire. And to be honest with you, there's another level of fire on Wednesday. As everybody generally that's in the room, everybody that's online is fired up. And when you get a bunch of expectant people in the same place, anything can happen, whether that's in the building or online. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Again, if you're going to sow tonight, whatever you sow, put a six in it. 
Some may do 60, some may do six, some may do you know, 652, whatever. Put a six in it for these next six months, these next six months. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Make sure you share. I do these message previews for you to share. All right? So please make sure that you share. I did not do this because I have nothing else to do. In fact, I still got to go to the gym. I have not been to the gym today. Today has been a very, 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 very long day. Very productive day, but a very long day. So I still have not even gone to the gym. That's why I'm in my gym clothes. Because I, listen, a lot of times when I come see y'all, I'm either coming from the gym or headed to the gym. All right? But uh, um, I, I do that and I talk about that to encourage those uh, that are in their fitness journey. How many of you waving me real quick? We're hopping off. You're in the middle of a fitness journey. Like you've got some fitness goals you're trying to obtain. Wave at me. Um, I, I want to encourage you. That's one of the reasons that you see me post a lot about that and talk a lot about that. I do way more than that, but um, it's because I want to encourage you to do it. And you can never say, I'm too busy. I promise you. I know you may be busy, but just spend one day in my seat and you'll be like, I don't know. You'll say of yourself, I'm not busy. That's not to minimize what you do. I know you're doing amazing things. And I'm just saying, um, I do that so that you recognize no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you can make the make it for the journey. So I want to salute you. I clap for you. Everybody that's in the middle of a journey, keep going. Keep pushing. Keep making it happen. I love you all. Shalom to you. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Shalom, y'all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.